0: بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان Uh Today, mashallah, uh, recording live from Cleveland, Ohio uh, in, in the house of mashallah the people who love Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam I wanted to read two biographical notes, one of the Shaykh Khaja Sharif Al-Zandani and one of the Shaykh Khaja Uthman Harwani. Uh, ta'ala. So Uthman Harwani is the Shaykh of Khaja Muinuddin Chishti and uh, his Shaykh, his name is Sharif Al-Zandani. Both of them are from Central Asia, from the, uh, uh, from the, the village of Chisht before the Nisbah trans, transmits from Chisht in Afghanistan to, uh, uh, to, to India. Uh, so khaja sharif zandani rahimullah taala uh, uh, he was Nayyiruddin. Uh, his title was Nayyiruddin. he was born in the year 492 after hijra in zandana the town or the village of zandana he received the uh, khilafa from shaykh khaja Modud jishti Modud jishti was uh, uh, one of the mashaykh that was from the village of jishti he is between the mashayikh we talked about yesterday and the ones that we're talking about right now. Uh, interesting side note, uh, the, um, the famous uh, leader of the Jamate islami party in Pakistan, which is the kind of the Pakistani equivalent of the Ikhwan, Ikhwan al-Muslimin, uh, his name is uh, Sayyid Abul A'la Maududi. The so, Maududi is a nisbah toward Khaja Maudud Chishti, that he's a lineal descendant of Khaja Maudud Chishti. And uh, many of the ulama uh, actually made an objection against him, that you speak so ill of the Sufiya, why do you even bother calling yourself Maududi anymore? Uh, that was, that was uh, you know, tilka umun qad khalat laha ma kasabatu lakum ma kasabtum. And Allah knows best. Khaja Sharif Zandani Rahimullah ta'ala stayed in the forest for 40 years to flee from people. Uh, he subsisted on the leaves of trees and whatever he could find in the forest to eat. He loved poverty and hunger. He would only break fast uh, after several days when he ate food, it was on saltless vegetables. Uh, once a faqir came to him, a poor person, uh, just a regular poor person, not faqir in the sense of like a, a person who's taking an oath of poverty to find Allah Ta'ala, but just a regular poor person. He came to him and informed the shaykh with great humility that he had seven daughters but no means of support whatsoever. He sought the shaykh's advice regarding the marriage of his daughters. And this is a sign of the Ahlullah that they're people that actually help people with their problems. Rasulullah ﷺ used to feel sympathy for people with their problems. He wasn't callous. He didn't say, I'm the messenger of Allah. You know, take these day-to-day issues to somebody else. Rather, he felt sympathy with people for their regular problems. And the people who take up his successorship spiritually, uh, they're, they're, they're no different. Uh, even the, the bani of our madrasa, Sayyid Hamid uh, uh, Sayyid, Mia um, Ta'ala, his son who was the Shaykh al-Hadis that we read Sahih Bukhari from, he said, my Shaykh was... Sorry, my father, who was also his sheikh. He said, my father was such a man that people would come and cry in front of him because of their, their needs. Someone needs to get their medical bills paid. Someone has a loan they have to pay off. Someone's daughter has to get married, etc. They would weep in front of him and he would weep with them. And uh, they would ask him for money and he would say, okay, I'll arrange the money for you. And he had no money of his own. So uh, he, he would go and you know, ask wealthy people that he knew for a loan. Uh, he wouldn't beg, we would ask them for a loan. So he took out all of these loans and he would give the money to these people and very few of them would pay back. And so he was he was burdened with debt. When he died, he was burdened with debt. He said, my father had so much debt, he distressed from the debt that he had, from giving money just to poor people. Um, it was such that he had a huge tasbih, uh, sibha, with thousands of beads on it. And he would wrap it around himself like a, like a, like a mercenary wraps, like those bullet belts around their around their chest, and he would just go and pace in the courtyard of his house uh, through the hours of the day and the night making vicar and making du'ab uh, for Allah Ta'ala to help him pay it off. And he died with all of those debts. And he said that uh, it took us several years to, um, you know, and that's a pious and dutiful son that he paid off the debts of his father. He said we paid them off, alhamdulillah, eventually. But it took us years to do so. But this is the khaifiyah inside the hearts of the Ahlullah. This is one of those don't try these things at home. Because if you get into the debt and you're not able to pay him off and your son, you, you know, you know, don't expect that you're going to have a pious son who becomes a Sheikh al-Hadith who's going to do this stuff for you. Most people's sons are going to be like, yeah, that's Pops' problem. You know, I didn't ask, so I didn't sign up for this nonsense. So, you know, this is one of those kids don't try it at home type of deals. But the idea is that this is the kafiyah and the the condition of the Ahlullah and the people who truly take the successorship of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They cannot bear to see other people and other creation in pain. Rather, they take other people's pain onto themselves uh, because that's the way Allah Ta'ala made the heart of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the heart of everybody who follows his path. And so this, this poor man, he came to the shaykh and complained that I have seven daughters and it's very difficult for me to arrange for their marriage. Uh, Sheikh said that he would arrange some plan on the following day. On his way back home, this poor person met a kafir who initiated a conversation with him. Um, and uh, uh, the, the poor man then explained to the kafir all the things that happened in, in terms of his meeting with this sheikh. The kafir commented, since the sheikh himself is a poor man, he would not be able to arrange anything or help out in any way. So the kafir added, tell this sheikh if he works for me for seven years, I'll give him 7,000 dinars as a, as a contract, as a wage. So this poor man went back to the sheikh, Sheikh Sharif, and uh, told him that this kafir made an offer: if you enter my employment for seven years, I'll give you seven thousand dinars as a as a wage. The sheikh accepted. The sheikh accepted because he saw in this this is a way that I can give the money to this this uh, 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 I can give the money to this poor man who can get his seven daughters married, and so he saw saw this as a way of doing service for Allah Taala's creation. So he, he accepted uh, a contract of seven, seven, uh, seven years of, of labor. The sheikh then went uh, uh, with this poor man to that kafir who he entered into the contract with him. And he prevailed upon the kafir to give the, the contractual amount that they agreed upon for a wage up front to this poor man. Uh, um, and and he, he, uh, he accepted. When the king uh, uh, or the local ruler heard about what had happened, that this is a great zahid and a great sheikh, and a great person from the Ahlullah, and now he's going to be working for this kafir for seven years uh, just because of the common uh, need of this, uh, uh, you know, the common need of a, a common poor person. Uh, he immediately sent a gift of 7,000 dinars to the Shaykh. Uh, he sent a gift of 7,000 dinars to Sheikh Sharif so that he would be released from this uh, service. But the Shaykh accepted the gift and he distributed the, the amount of that gift amongst the poor. And he said to the messenger that my contract with this kafir stipulated employment, not monetary compensation, meaning I can't give him money back and buy myself out of the contract. Rather, I agreed to, uh, to the employment and I have to f- fulfill the employment. When the kafir himself saw the steadfast and honorable attitude of uh, the sheikh Sharif, he was astonished and immediately released him from the contract. The sheikh thereafter made the following dua for the kafir. You have set me free from your prison. May Allah Ta'ala set you free from Jahannam. Uh, the tawajjuh that, that, that came with the with this statement and the, the, the spiritual concentration that came with him just you know, saying these words uh, exercised such a profound influence on the heart of the Kafir who then and there accepted Islam and he uh, then uh, uh, stayed in the service of the Shaykh and also took his discipleship on the spiritual path. Once a follower presented a gift... However, the sheikh said, uh, 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 I have no need of it and refused the gift. Pointing toward the forest they were in at the time, the sheikh said, look at the forest, it's full of it. And when the, the person looked at the forest, he swears that he saw the entire forest look like it was made out of gold. It said, whoever ate any food left over from the shaykh, that person, uh, it would exercise such an effect on him that, uh, it, the, 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 the attraction toward Allah Ta'ala would overwhelm even his own, uh, uh, reasoning and common sense. Uh, and this is, this is a sunnah, I mean, this is a thing someone might say, well, what is that hocus pocus? This is a hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Surah Al-Mu'min Shifa, that just the, drinking the leftover, uh, drink of the believer is Shifa. And drinking the athar of the taam, the, the leftover food from the plate of a believer is mubarak, uh, and so it goes to it goes to reason that uh, whoever has a high maqam with Allah Taala to eat from their their plate and to eat and drink from their food, uh, it has it has it has a great effect, uh, uh, and I guess some more than others. May, many people may say, "Well, I ate you know whatever with so and so popular speaker. I ate from his plate, or, and it didn't have any effect on me." Well some people you know you're not going to find them at, at a mall or at your favorite conference crying was dominant in him he would often let out a scream and cry and then lapse into unconsciousness when somebody asked him to explain his abundance of crying he said i'm unable to contain myself when i think of the ayat wal insa illa that i have not created jinn and man for any purpose except for to worship me. While I have been created for Allah's worship, I'm occupied with others. He passed away either on the 3rd or the 10th of Rajab uh, in the year 612 Hijra at the age of 120 years old. According to some, his grave is in the city of Qunuh. And according to others, it's in his native uh, uh, city of Zandana. uh, And some say that he was buried in Sham. Uh, His well-known Khalifa and disciple, the Sheikh Uthman Harwani uh will not be discussed. Khaja Uthman Harwani is the the, the Sheikh of uh the Sheikh of uh, Khaja Mu'inuddin Chishti Uh and so he's the last of the mashaykh that that that, that take the residence in Central Asia and in, in, in what's now modern day Afghanistan. Um for some reason or another in the Indian subcontinent they refer to him as as Osman Haru, Haruni. Haruni, uh, uh, but it's not Haruni. It's not a nisba toward the name Harun. Rather, it's Harwan, which, if you write the two of them in, um, if you write the two of them in in, in the Arabic script, they're written the same. Uh, but it's just a, a matter of, of correctly voweling the, the the orthography, the rasm. His kunya was Abu Nur or Abu Abu Mansur. Uh, he was born in the town of Harwan in the year of 526 Hijra. He had excelled in the knowledge both of the Sharia and the Tariqah. He was a hafiz of Quran and would recite the Quran once a day. Again, we mentioned this from before. There are people who do this. This is not like some sort of far fetched uh, or miraculous hagiographical uh, blip. Even Hazrat Shaykh Zakaria said, I used to recite as a child the Quran once a day. And he mentions that in his Ramadan. He he uh, makes uh, something between 35 or 40 or even more khatams of Qur'an uh, every year. And he just passed away in 1981. There are living people I've met that, that, that have this ability. They recite faster than most people can understand. Uh, uh, but between themselves, it's intelligible to them. And this is a gift from Allah Ta'ala that He gives to certain people and He gives it to those He loves. He would recite the Qur'an once a day. He lived in Harwan, which was <coughs> in the district of Nishapur, which is uh, in the Khurasan, the north uh northeast province of the modern day nation state of iran allah ta'ala uh, uh hasten his toba uh, and and uh, return to the to the path of deen he adopted mujahada and struggle against himself for 70 years never eating until satiation at this time he never ate his full he would uh, drink a mouthful full of water after 7 days when appointing him as his successor, his sheikh placed upon his head a, a, a hat which was made out of four panels. And he said that this symbolizes four renunciations. Renunciation of the world, renunciation of anything in, even in the akhirah except for Allah Himself, renunciation of sleep, and renunciation of the desires of the nafs. Sheikh spent the greater part of his life traveling. Once he passed through a city of fire worshippers, uh, and you know, Even to this day, there are still Zoroastrians in, in Central Asia and in, in uh, uh, Iran. And uh, they were never forced to convert to Islam. And uh, uh, still a number of them, they, they exist in various forms. Uh, some of them are somewhat Islamicized, but they still maintain their old Zoroastrian beliefs. And uh, th- those who entered into Islam, their conversion happened one by one. It wasn't uh, any sort of like a huge political thing that happened. So it was because of the pious and God-fearing uh, men of Allah Ta'ala like this, that he, he passed through the city of fire worshippers. A huge fire had been lit. Uh, uh, Khaja Uthman sent his khadim or his servant to bring some fire for preparing food, but the people refused to give, give him from their fire. It was easier to take from a lit fire than to start a fire on your own. So it was a common courtesy in the old days that you share your fire with people. The people refused saying that their fire is for worship. Hence, it was not permissible according to their religion to give any of the fire. Khaja went to them and explained to them that the fire is not worthy of worship. The only one worthy of worship is Allah Most High, the sole creator. The fire itself is a creation. He told them by worshiping the fire, it will burn them on the day of judgment. But if they refrained from worshiping it, the fire would not burn them on the day of judgment. They retorted, as people of Kufr sarcastically often retort, you do not worship the fire, so enter it and prove that it's not going to burn you. Khaja made wudu and performed two raka'ahs of salah. Uh, by the way, these are things, these things happen. These are things, these things happen. There are actually a number of places I've been to in, in, uh, uh, in the Muslim world where people claim that miracles like this have happened. Uh, it's something that, that, that's not, not something that's uh, 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 unknown. And in fact, uh, he the, the author, Sheikh Zakaria, will mention something about the nisbah of this to the Nbiya and to the Quran itself. Um, but these, these things, they happen. And look at the Tartib of doing these things. Uh, these are people who are the pious people in the Ahlullah, and their trust was in Allah ta'ala. They don't know what's going to happen. Just that this person has ghira for Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and ghira for the deen. So he said, you know, in his heart, yeah, Allah, these people are, questioning your your uh uh your oneness and questioning your uh uh your your uh being allah uh and so he just he just did what the sunnah is that when you're in in a, in a state where you need from something from allah ta'ala he made wudu and he performed two rak'ahs um and he uh, uh uh you know did something that i encourage none of you to try at home uh, <laughs> if, yeah, if you try it and you end up in the burn ward, don't say Molana Hamza told me some sort of story on on SoundCloud. Okay, if you're not, if you, th- trust me, like I said, we've said this before. When it comes to when it comes to uh, uh, your tasawuf, uh, fake it tell you make it is going to end. You know, is going to end up uh, uh, harming you a lot more than, than it's going to uh, 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 and t- that it, a lot more than it's going to help. Rather, even the ones who made it they, themselves, you know, they, they, they always suspected themselves that we're still faking. Um, and because of that, Allah Ta'ala gave them sincerity uh, in exchange for their, their humility. So, Shaykh made wudu and performed two raka'ahs of salah. And then he grabbed the, the, the small son of the, the chief and he went into the fire. He remained in the fire for two hours, which did not affect him, nor did it affect a small child. As Shaykh Zakaria, Rahimullah Ta'ala, writes, he says, this type of wilaya or sainthood with Allah Ta'ala is uh, referred to as al ال- wilaya al-Ibrahimiyya, the, the wilaya which is a shadow of the, uh, the wilaya of Sayyidina Ibrahim, alayhi salam, which means that the execution of the act was a reflection of the, the, the faith of the Nabi Ibrahim, alayhi salatu wasalam, his mu'jizah or his, his uh, prophetic miracle of not being burned by the fire. All of the fire per- worshippers present together with their chief accepted Islam at this occasion. Uh, uh, and he gave the name uh, uh, to the chief Abdullah. As for the son, he gave him the name Ibrahim. All of them then took the spiritual path from Hazrat Shaykh. Khaja Mu'inuddin Chishti rahimahullah says, Once I was on a journey with my Shaykh Khaja Uthman Harwani. When we reached a river, there was no boat to take us across. Uh, uh, And so Shaykh instructed them to close their eyes after a few moments. Khadr Mawiyyuddin was told to open his eyes and he saw that they had already crossed. Uh, These miracles, like I said from before, uh, a person, you know, our aqidah is what is that Allah Ta'ala will vouchsafe karamat at the hands of his awliya, miracles at the hands of those people who who claim, uh, the truth and proclaim the truth of what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa came with. And they're all in, in, con- in, in conglomerate, they're one miracle of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa in as much as they're a proof of his truth when they're vouchsafed at the hands of those people who uh uh who who have so much faith in Allah and his rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam that they do things like they did now you don't have to believe every single miracle if you don't want to uh, i think even from the previous story the greater miracle than than them not getting burned is just the fact that there's allah ta created men with such iman that not knowing what's going to happen and not knowing uh what's you know what the outcome is going to be that when presented with somebody who questions the 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 lofty station of Allah Taala above His creation that they have the gall inside of them to make two make wudu and to pray two rakaat. If we knew how to make that wudu and we knew how to make those two rakaat, maybe Allah Taala would fulfill our hajat and our necessities as well. Uh, So you don't have to believe every particular story, but it is a point of aqidah that these things happen. If these types of miracles didn't happen, how do you think it's possible that all of us would have been in the deen without uh, without, uh, anyone shedding blood or forcing people to accept Islam? The people who accepted Islam at the tip of a sword will leave it at the tip of a sword. Uh, The people who accepted from their own heart uh, there's no fire or sword or gun or bullet or bomb that's made that can separate iman from their heart. You can take their body away, but you're never going to be able to take their iman from them. A man once came to uh, Khaja Uthman Harwani saying that his son had disappeared for a long time and was untraceable. He therefore requested uh, 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 the Sheikh for a du'a. The sheikh went into muraqabah or meditation for a short while and said, your son has arrived home. When he returned home, he was astonished to see his son. Immediately he brought his son to, uh, uh, sheikh to express his gratitude. It transpired that his son had been held prisoner on an island. He said, at this time, suddenly a saintly man looking like Hazrat uh, Sheikh Harwani appeared to me and told me to put uh, uh, my feet on his feet and he closed his eyes. After a few moments, he instructed me to open my eyes. When I opened my eyes, I was at home. In one day and night, Khaja Uthman Harwani delivered Khaja Mu'inuddin to the goal of his uh, suluk, meaning his goal to his journey to Allah Ta'ala. He attained a degree of divine proximity, uh, uh, which is known amongst the people of Tasawwuf as wusul ilahi, uh, or wusul ilallah, uh, to arrive with Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. The sheikh uh, 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 said that a man who has in him three characteristics may regard himself as a wali of Allah or a friend of Allah ta'ala and a saint of Allah. One is generosity like the ocean, that a person keeps taking, 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 but it doesn't decrease. You can keep taking, it's never going to affect him. The second is affection like the sun, uh, the sun has an effect on every single thing if you grow one tree on the light of the sun it's not going to take away from the other tree rather uh, uh the effect is something that's completely uh uh, uh completely uh, uh overwhelming for everything around and this is one of the sifat of a mu'min this is one of the, the 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 uh uh attributes of a believer that instead of entering into a place and being affected by everybody they from inside to the outside generate so much uh, khair that whether it's a Muslim or a kafir or whatever type of person it is, that they put an effect on others, others don't put a, an effect on them. This is only possible by a person who has their heart in the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and by a person who uh, has his heart connected with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that, that nisbah flows outward rather than the garbage that other people, and the dunya and the nafs, nafsani desires, and all this other kind of distractedness and ghafla, heedlessness that others have, that they should enter into their gathering and be affected by those things. And the way you do that is what? You stay away from the ghafla and the heedlessness, and you stay with the Ahlullah, and the the color that that, 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 that their state exudes will dye your cloth as well and one day when you've taken that dye and that color inside of you enough uh, then you also when you enter into a gathering you'll, you'll color other people if you haven't put in the time and you haven't put in the work and you haven't put in the effort and you think you're going to swan into a gathering and affect other people just because you know well, i'm a muslim i'm pakistani i went to taravi last night or whatever it doesn't it doesn't work that way um, but he's talking he's describing what the the maqam of wilaya of of sainthood generosity like the sea uh, affection with an a like the sun and humility like the earth humility like the earth that this is this is the ground nothing can go any lower you can't push the earth even lower into itself it's already it's already it has so much humility it's it's at the bare minimum according to khaja muinuddin chishti rahimullah ta'ala once the sheikh uh, uthman harwani was present at the burial of uh, 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 one of his spiritual brothers Yanid, uh, another disciple of the Khaja Sharif Zandani after the burial the people sp- spread out while Khaja remained there for some time the state of the inmate of the grave was revealed to him the angels of Azab approached the inmate of the grave because of a certain crime he had committed Khaja said to the angels uh, 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 that the inmate of the grave is one of his associates uh, and as a, as a result of his intercession he had a kash that the the, the person who was in the grave was saved from from punishment. These are basharat that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives to people. Again, you don't have to believe these things if you don't want to. When they uh, come forth from a person who you've never seen any sacrifice from or you've never seen any dedication to the deen from, uh, you, you would be right to be suspicious. The people who never took anything from the dunya and never wanted anything from anyone who only gave and gave. If they say things like this, you, you, know, you can be suspicious if you want to. But uh, uh, I for one am a person who, who, who believes that, that, that these people had a maqam with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because they never gave us, their life was so clean and so pure. Uh, they never gave us a, a reason to suspect otherwise. The Sheikh uh, Khaja Uthman Harwani died on the 5th of Shawwal in 617 Hijra. There are other conflicting versions of the year of his passing as well. He is buried in Makkah Mukarrama, uh, and he had four famous khulafah. Khaja Mu'inuddin uh, uh, Chishti, uh, who was buried in Ajmer in uh, uh, modern-day Rajasthan; Khaja Najmuddin Sughra, the Sheikh Suri uh, uh, Mangohi, and Khaja Muhammad Turk. Uh, in Hindustan, the first link of the tariqah uh, chishtiyah will uh, be ushered through Khaja uh, Muinuddin. After he goes to India, even the disciples of the tariqa from, from Central Asia and from uh, Turkestan and from Afghanistan, uh, they will then come to the mashaykh that are in India uh, in order to continue the, 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 the nisbah in this chain Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, uh, give us from the 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 beautiful example of his awliya, whoever they are wherever they are and give us their love inside of our hearts and use their example as a uh, um, as, as a, uh, an elixir that firms our makes firm our resolve uh, to live like people uh, godly people like rabbaniyun uh, in this earth and may he not uh, uh, may he not deprive us of the the ajr of their goodness and their maqam with him Allah subhanahu wa taala uh, give all of us from the good of this world and the hereafter. Wa sallallahu taala ala rasulihi sayyidina muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ajmain.